1: Will Tennessee need a craft beer after the Florida game? We shall see. He's Josh Ward. His appearance brought to you by Zool Beer Company, Zoolbeer.com. They have fantastic merch in a great location downtown that you can hang out and have a good time. Please hit that like and subscribe button. And Josh, you've tried the you've tried the beer. It's, it's pretty darn good, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think they have some good take the edge off options for you this week at Zoolbeer because uh, this is a big week and I'm I'm sensing the excitement, but also the nerves that creep in as you get within a couple of days here. So Zoolbeer can help you get ready and then fans are, of course, hoping to celebrate afterward.
1: Let's get to it. So Tennessee, Florida week, just there's so many things we could go on and on and on for hours. Hit that like and subscribe button because Josh is going to share some insight and we're going to discuss the Gators and the Vols. All right, so I'm going to start it off with just an open-ended question like I like to do, and that is, why will Tennessee win on Saturday? Give me your top three reasons why they beat the Gators despite the history of this series. Uh,
2: top three reasons. Number one, Tennessee's roster is better. We haven't been able to say that very many times here recently. There have been times where it is closer than uh, the score would have indicated, and there have been times where Tennessee had an advantage. I think in 16 that happened, and Tennessee won the football game. Tennessee's better at quarterback, so that would be a subcategory to number one, but I I would say to this point, significantly better. Hendon Hooker, what he's been able to do, versus Anthony Richardson, especially with his passing limitations. Number three, I would say – I do think home field advantage will help here. The crowd's going to be insane at Neyland Stadium. This is the first road game. Florida, <clears throat> excuse me, Florida has been tested taking on Utah, taking on Kentucky, so two Power Five teams that are legitimate. But going on the road will be a different kind of ball game when you're trying to uh, get things figured out offensively at the quarterback position, and then defensively, there is a question there at linebacker. We don't know for sure, but. Ventrell Miller not playing last week, questionable this week. You're trying to get calls, communicate on defense becomes even even more difficult when you're on the road in an uncomfortable environment and against an offense that goes really fast. So I just think the advantages are on Tennessee side. Yeah, and the home field advantage is one that I hadn't thought of extensively
1: because kind of breaking down X's and O's, getting a feel for both players on both sides and press conferences. But uh, you're absolutely right. I spoke to someone at Florida that said th- that he believes Anthony Richardson has a bit of a confidence problem. If you've got a confidence problem and you roll in there with a laser light show and a uh, hundred and something thousand people and all of that that goes with it, ye- that could be uh, mm-hmm. that could be trouble for for Florida for sure.
2: No doubt, and that's what Tennessee's trying to take advantage of early don't allow Florida to get something going offensively because the flip side can be to that if you make some mistakes defensively he hits a big run or they see something on tape they hit a receiver over the middle and he hits a big gain and all of a sudden they think okay let's get a rhythm going here let's let's build our confidence back up you want to avoid that happening or making mistakes where Florida's at least hanging around thinking hey, all we need is a a shot here. All we need is a play in the middle of the game. So, of course, you always want to come out and have a good start to a game. And Tennessee has had a number of really good starts. and, And on a few occasions, it didn't matter by the end of the fourth quarter. But in this game, if Tennessee is able to get up and put the pressure on Florida on the passing game for the Gators, then I have a hard time seeing Florida come back and win the game. Hit that like
1: and subscribe button, please share, if you would like for us to be a part of your SEC and Tennessee uh, coverage. Brought to you by Zool Beer Company, worldwide award-winning craft beer. Not easy to say, but it's fantastic. And uh, with the Ventrell Miller, you mentioned him. Um, Yeah, how healthy is he? I don't know, but he is really key in a number of different reasons. I don't know that they have a Mike linebacker behind him, and he handles – well, that's decent – and he handles all of the defensive calls. So, again, you go back to the, the home field advantage. If you have somebody on defense that's handling your calls and he's not in, that's, that's again, trouble for the Gators.
2: Right, and even if he's able to go, he, he has not gone full speed in practice. They're be- much better off with him than without him, but that's a big part of it. It's the communication. Look at what USF was able to do running the football This past weekend, I don't think that happens. Maybe not close to the numbers they put up if Miller's out there, which means it's probably not a game in the fourth quarter, and we're not having the conversation we are about Florida. It changes if he's out there. Uh, He almost had a a game-ending pick. He dropped it, but he was there to make the play in that final drive before the interception that actually did end it in the win against Utah. He's just he's so important. Uh, So a veteran team, this is an example of, Dave, when we talk about first-year coaches who typically face depth issues, That's what Billy Napier is facing at Florida, that you take one of your veterans, one of your most experienced players off the field, it's difficult to find a replacement. Certainly that has that level of experience. It just doesn't exist on the roster for Florida. So that's why if he's not able to go, it would be a huge advantage, in my opinion, for Tennessee.
1: We make of the battered ball syndrome, which Tennessee's not the only program that uses that. I was talking to somebody about Texas A&M recently, and they said... uh, battered Aggie syndrome. So I understand Tennessee's fans are expecting something bad to happen, even though they don't want it to Um, the sense of the community.
2: How much do you hear that? Uh, I hear it fairly frequently. Uh, there's the there's the spin the wheel to to figure out how Tennessee will lose in upsetting fashion this week. Is it the unknown backup quarterback that comes into the game? Is it a officiating decision that goes against you? There are a number of options that are just laid out. You can spin the wheel or hit the bingo card and see if you can at least win a prize in your upsetting defeat. That's what fans fear. I mentioned that their backup Jack Miller has been injured so it'd likely be going to number 3 instead of number 2 if they have to make a change at quarterback and I think some fans are even more afraid of that going to number 3 than number 2 is like, well he's even <laughs> less known you know so it's just happened too many times uh, that your fans experience the 15 loss where you have a two score lead but wait a minute didn't go for two it's a 13 point game well it's fourth and long surely they're not going to get it and then they score a touchdown and win the game or uh in 2014 when Florida hadn't scored it's nine to nothing. What can they possibly do? Well, out trots Trayon Harris, who's not a, a good quarterback. And he scored twice, and they win the game 10 to nine at Neyland Stadium. So uh, they've just experienced it too many. And I'll stop to save the fans from the horrific memories. The difference I would say here is that you have an offense on Tennessee side that you, you can trust, I believe. Uh, there is the Tillman aspect here. And you never know. I mean, the offense did have issues a couple weeks ago against Pittsburgh. So I'm not sitting here saying this is a guaranteed win but I do think it's a different situation than previous opportunities that Tennessee had to get the Gators. I don't expect you to have any real
1: news here because Tennessee, like most schools nowadays, is very good at covering up injuries or potential injuries. But you mentioned uh, Cedric Tillman. Uh, Do you have any thoughts as to whether or not he'll play? Because this, by the way, is uh, being taped on a Thursday morning. Wednesday night, there was chatter that, He might not play. That's the opposite of of what I heard early in the week. So what do you think, or do you really have any insight as tight as they are?
2: I don't know, and uh, I don't know that he won't play. Uh, And remember, players, they get as much treatment as they can, and they have the opportunity Saturday to go out and and test it. And there have been plenty of times where a guy thought he might be able to go and then couldn't and vice versa. I've not heard anything optimistic about Tillman's chances of playing. So I've not heard that he's ruled out, but I have not heard anything better than questionable as to Tillman's possibility of playing. At the running back position, I, I do think there's a lot more optimism with Jabari Small and Dylan Sampson. But with Cedric Tillman, I think the expectation right now is on the pessimistic side. Yeah. Hurts, Tennessee, how do they fill that gap? Well, Brew McCoy came to Tennessee for a reason, and we've talked about his talent and his physical ability out there on the outside. Jalen Hyde has made plays. It's a big Jalen Hyde opportunity. He stepped up against Pittsburgh. He had a a really impressive performance acknowledging the the competition last week. He has clearly improved and earned more trust to the coaches. So they'll take shots with him. I I think Jacob Warren is a a player that is very valuable for this kind of game, especially if they are vulnerable at linebacker on the Gator side then uh, Jacob Orton and also Princeton Fant can be options that have played a lot that Hendon Hooker can trust. So that's where I would go, guys that have played a lot. And then here's an opportunity for somebody to step up. So can Ramel Keaton make a play? He doesn't have to go get 15-plus targets like Tillman can command. But if Keaton can make a couple of plays because he's been in this offense and he has played and has experience, that can help. Walker Merrill, uh, maybe second half Jimmy Callaway. You know, this is where not having him available in the first half could – potentially hurt because he is a, a talent that the coaches know can make a play. But I go to the guys that I know and I would go to brew Hyatt, Warren and Princeton fan. That's who I'm trusting. If I'm hitting hooker, you can of
1: course hear Jacob Warren on off the hook sports. So we're always always rooting for him in the hooker household three touchdowns would be fantastic.
2: Trust an admiral, trust an admiral.
1: <laughs> That's right. And he went to Farragut like Josh, right. so, Um, Jalen Hyatt, has become my new favorite player in all college football. When he sits behind a, uh, a the, the press conference setting, I want to call it a podium. He sits down and I feel like that the media is his therapist that he, he sits down and he says, last year I was down on myself this year. I'm up and I worked hard and I've turned things around, but I want to do what's best for the t-. He absolutely says, everything right he wants to do what's best for the team I just I've really appreciated him from afar and just um the the game he had on Saturday was fantastic but the guy just seems like he went from a boy to a man in the past 12 months
2: I would say Jalen Hyde has backed up what we heard in the offseason and what he expressed that hey I, I didn't do enough last year when there was a good opportunity but he was a younger player that still had more to learn and I think what Bayless Jones was able to do a year ago showed Jalen Hyatt what kind of opportunity he has in this offense if he puts the work in and he got bigger and I think he understood little things of what he needs to do on the field practice reps what the coaches expect of him his talent was there his athleticism was there we saw that when he arrived on campus as a freshman and to this point he's backed it up now you remember what happens against Florida, against the big SEC opponent. so that's still to come, but that's why I say this is a big opportunity game for Jalen Hyde, but so far to this point, I think he has delivered on everything that people hope to start the season and then some, and I, I think he's a guy that he can move around. We've seen him on the inside. Do they move him outside a little bit here in this game with uh, Setter Tillman status up in the air? That's something to pay attention to. I'm sure they've worked in practice to figure those things out, but Trust from the coaches. I use that word with Hendon Hooker and I, and maybe with the staff, but that matters here. And a year ago, I think trust was probably lost in Jalen Hyatt. Another guy stepped up, and that was part of it, Tillman especially. But since then, Hyatt has done the same. He has stepped up, and I think he has earned that trust to the coaches, and he'll have an opportunity to make plays. And, again, he, he has talent. That, that is for sure. So you combine the work and the understanding and now some experience with the talent – it can be a pretty explosive opportunity in Tennessee's offense.
1: You and I were working together when Mondre Dickerson said the coaches get tight in Florida week, and he wasn't allowed to do interviews for the remainder of the year. Good talking to you. <laughs> yeah, that was. I got blamed for that, but anyway. Um, so, I saw a very, very confident Josh Heupel on Monday and a loose Josh Heupel. And we'll see a a slightly tighter guy on Thursday when he does his final media session. But this whole team just feels loose. I don't think the history really has any factor on their mindset.
2: I don't think it does either. I mean, the... Some of the players know, I think Trayvon flower said he wasn't sure of the, he wasn't aware of the 16 out of 17. I wouldn't expect him to break down the numbers anyway. Uh, I mean, they, you know, guys who have been on the team for the last few years, they know the results of Florida and they know that it's a big time name and program, but Tennessee's ranked higher. Tennessee's a, a, a big favorite in this game, Dave, they should have all the confidence. I mean, we might be having a different conversation if this were a really good Florida team. I just, I don't think it is that I, you know, they, might have popped on some tape and said, oh, okay, we'll we'll be fine here as long as we do what we do. And I think that's the case. You know, I think if if Tennessee takes care of what it's supposed to do and it you know, plays as clean as possible, things happen, but as long as they don't have major screw-ups, and look, a couple happened against Pitt that almost cost Tennessee the game. So that is why that's so important. But if Tennessee cleans that up, Tennessee's the better team. That was what I, I led with with the roster. The Vols are at home. They know they're going to have a rocking atmosphere, and they know that Florida's quarterback hasn't thrown a touchdown yet. So they may be ranked in the top 25, but if Tennessee wins, then Florida won't be next week, and I'm not sure they will be again this season. I just, yeah, I think Billy Napier was a, a solid hire. Time will tell how he recruits over an extended period of time and how they develop players. But they just, I don't think they have the players right now. They're, nothing at wide receiver should scare Tennessee. The quarterback is is uber talented, but the way he's made mistakes to this point should actually create excitement about opportunity. And then the front seven of Florida. I mean, think about all the the great talent Florida's had in the front seven in history when we talk about when maybe things tightened up in Knoxville a little bit. That's not there uh, with or without Ventrell Miller. So uh, the, the Vols should have a ton of confidence and a ton of excitement going into this game. Now you just need to go take care of business. You and I have both covered college football recruiting,
1: and I think one of the most trite things that's said in recruiting in general is one game can make a huge impact. It, it really doesn't. It's trends and that sort of thing. But this game, if Tennessee were to beat Florida, they would be the talk of college football. They'd probably creep into the top 10, and they have an off week, so some teams could Mm -hmm. lose in front of them. They actually could be approaching the top five, which sounds insane-o, Josh. But this game could have, one game could have a monstrous impact on recruiting.
2: It could. Um, You have hops coming in, which is a big-time prospect that Tennessee is recruiting, and Uh, If you can have that top 10 next to your name and you have an offense that is exciting, I think that's been part of what has built up here is what Tennessee has done. I mean, Tennessee looks cool. Tennessee looks fun to recruits. And if you have results to go with it, because that's what Tennessee has lacked. Really impressive results. What they did in year one was impressive considering the expectation. But you're not you're not trying to sign a top five to top 10 class based on seven and five. You're trying to do that based on uh, playing with the best teams in the country. It still is one game, and you have to build on the results. If Tennessee beats Florida but loses to LSU, Alabama, and Kentucky, well, then the Florida game is not going to matter in this part of the conversation. But the opportunity right now is to beat Florida, to get to 4-0, to have two weeks of talking about being an unbeaten team, two weeks to prepare for LSU, so that part helps. So it, it really is a big opportunity. When you have a nice win, it is what you do next, especially in this sport, and things can change or turn very quickly. But if you have a really good offense, you have a really good quarterback, And you have structure within your program. I think Tennessee has all of those things. It creates a big opportunity. A 4-0 Tennessee team will get a lot of buzz. You're on the national stage. You're going to have Checker Nealon. You're going to have all this uh, coverage with game day. So take advantage of it this week. I know this sounds uh, just crazy, but
1: Tennessee could still be in, in the catbird seat as far as one of the top programs in the SEC if quirky things happen like the wet ball with Casey Clawson or something along those lines and lose this game, they still could be in in great shape to have a fantastic season. Tennessee fans don't want to hear that and they want to win this game, but uh, th- there's so much on it. I think you do have to keep it in perspective. If at the end of the year, Tennessee wins nine games, that means they won a lot of those swing games, maybe not Florida, but uh, you know, t- there's a lot on this game, but with some perspective in mind, Tennessee can still have a great year and
2: lose. That is true. That is good rational thinking. That is not what anybody wants to hear. Yeah, that doesn't matter this week. That doesn't count. It is thrown thrown aside. Uh, sure. You know, it just it it just is. So you are right. You are correct. And uh, nobody in Tennessee's fan base wants to hear it because you and I also know what the emotional reaction will be. It, it is playing the flip side. What did we just say? If Tennessee wins this week, you have two weeks to celebrate, two weeks to talk about how great things are. Tennessee loses on Saturday. It's two weeks of talking about what went wrong. How did Tennessee lose this game? What if they lose to LSU and then Alabama and all of a sudden they're, they have three straight losses and fans are wondering, is this program heading in the right direction? Now what are we going to sell in recruiting? So part of what you're trying to do is win the game this week to avoid all that. Find the positive, take advantage of that, and avoid the negatives that could come with a disappointing result. I want you to hit the like and subscribe
1: button. Also share as well. And we get Josh's prediction. It's brought to you by Zul Beer Company. That's zoolbeer.com. Again, zoolbeer.com. Zul Beer Company is the official craft beer of Off the Hook Sports and Josh let's get to it let's get a score prediction from you what do you think happens in this game
2: yeah I've struggled um at the start of the week when there was maybe you know coming out of the game Saturday night still more optimism let's see how Tillman responds but he can probably go I said uh two score win I still think that's possible for Tennessee but I'll be uh, a little more conservative than that I'll say something like uh 33-24. So I, I think Tennessee wins the game. I'm just I'm not ready to say blowout city here when I'm not confident that the team's best skill position player is not going to be out there.
1: We're close. I'm leaning towards 34-21 and the slight cover. If you take in, in this the spread into account, you can hear Josh Ward from noon to three on the sports animal. He is fantastic. Follow him on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. He's brought to you by Zul Beer Company. This has been a presentation of Off the Oak Sports. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna
0: make him an offer he
1: can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather
0: now at ChumbaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office.